Dance teacher. I'm your co-host Danielle Colangelo. And I'm your co-host Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We will be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths. However, to keep the identity of the students and companies we have worked for safe, we won't be mentioning any by name, and if we do, they will be changed. And we have a special guest with us today. Say hello to the people. Hi, I'm Clinton <laughs> Hollinger. Yeah, we got a returning guest, and once again, we have to ask, even though I'm sure we know what the answer is, do you want to share your social media with the people? Nah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> it's all private. Anyway, so. Smart. <laughs> um, so, today's topic, college programs. And we are at some point probably going to do another um, college program episode where we talk about, like, the top dance departments at the moment, which fluctuates as, you know, as much as people change underwear. But we do want to talk about just some, like, general and some specific stories from our past of how to pick the right college, red flags when you're in a college program, how at the end of the day it doesn't actually matter as much as you think it does. Mm. Um... But I feel we the need to talk about it just because, like I said, a lot of people are starting college in the fall. And there's been a shift in the music theater world to where shows are being workshopped at colleges. I've actually had a few other students that have done workshops with some really big names. Like Cassie Lee Gifford is trying to get her musical to happen again. And she workshopped it at a college again. And it's still not good, Kathy. Keep trying. But we just want to talk about that. So let's start with things to look for. So let's start with us. When you were picking your college program, what do you want? what did you start looking for? Um, I looked for a program that gave, um, ample performance opportunities. I went in not knowing I wanted to choreograph, knowing that it was probably important to learn those things. So wanting to be able to have that option, but Mm. that wasn't for me when I was looking, that wasn't something I necessarily cared about. Um, I looked for performance opportunities. I looked at the faculty, kind of what work they have done before, And just kind of the whole vibe of their program from reading about it or seeing videos and stuff like that. Like I went to, um, I went to the University of Colorado and when I went and visited there, I reached out to someone in the dance department and asked if I could come in and I could watch a class. And I went in and I watched a class with um, this teacher, Gabe Masson, who ended up being one of my professors while I was there as well. And I left the class being like, that was an awesome class. Like it was oh, a modern good. Lamone class. And I was like, yes. that was really fun. I love the way that he spoke to, you know, spoke to the students. I love the way that he explained things. The combination was gorgeous and beautiful. So just kind of like the overall vibe of it. And yeah, big. And then for me, it was the performance opportunities and included in that was stuff like outreach and the community and stuff like that. Um, and the, professors um but a lot of it was vibes because I also thought my entire life I was going to go to NYU that's where I wanted to go Mm. and I went for my audition and I hated it Mm. and I got I got a terrible I I got it I didn't like at at least at the time I didn't like the location that the NYC that Tish NYC NYU dance was in it was in Alphabet City I don't know if it still exists there today but Tish dance was in Alphabet City in the early 2000s 
Mm. Well, or like mid, you know, like mid 2000, 2006, 2007, right? So like not, not a great locate area mm. still to be in. And I just, I didn't love the class I took for my mm. audition. So a lot of it for me was, you know, I always thought I would go there and I took the audition class and I hated it. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mine, I didn't ask nearly this smart question as Danielle did. No. Mine was, I wanted to be in a music theater program and don't know if this has changed. I don't think it has. There's only, there's no music theater programs in the state of Georgia. Mm. So like, when I found that, because again, I was, um, my high school director was the president of Georgia Theater Conference, the high school division. So like her like mentor was Duke, the head of Valdosta's mm-hmm. State University's program. Mm-hmm. And I did Governor's Honors program, which is like going to college for six weeks. So like I knew all the college professors in Georgia. Like I knew a lot of them because they knew my professor. They knew my high school director. So the only, there were two programs in Georgia that I kind of liked, um, Gainesville College um, and Gainesville Brunel, which is an all-girls college, but they combined to create the Gainesville Theater Alliance, so GTA. And then the uh, Columbus State University, Cole State, had a really good education program, and they had a great TAP program. Mm. And we'd just done Millie my senior year. So I was, those were the two schools that my parents were like, you should go to that so you can stay close. But in my head, I'm being like, nope, I don't want to go anywhere here. There's no MT. So I, I auditioned at uh, University of the Arts in Philadelphia, Jacksonville University, where I ended up going, and then Cole State and Valdosta. And I got into everywhere. UArts gave me no money, so that was like, we're not going there. Yeah, uh, and that also just freaked my parents out, honestly, because it was Philadelphia, like, and we're from Georgia. My parents were like, uh-uh. Yeah. And then we ended up settling on JU, because honestly, it's so cheesy. There was a pic- Their flyer was a ballerina on the beach. Yeah, it was a good photo and like I again walking around campus I liked it and then they gave me the most scholarship money yeah to be fair you guys are like you guys are like oh I wish I asked like really good questions I asked a couple good questions I by no means knew what I was doing (laughs) and I was fair I was the oldest you know I'm the the oldest of three so my parents hadn't had to deal with that before and my parents went to relatively local schools like my mom went to a school in long island where she grew up my dad went to um like a went to new york tech institute like in long island he's from the bronx like and times were different then so Mm -hmm. like we also like to be fair like i didn't really know what i was doing and neither did my parents so a lot of it for me was like i i knew a couple questions to ask and then it was vibes it was all like i'd go take the audition i'd go you know see the school walk around campus Take the audition class. Did I like it? Did I not like it? Well, how did you even find out, like, about NYU? Because I feel like a lot of, specifically coming from the South, mm-hmm. like, my guidance counselors in high school useless. could not help me do... Useless. Oh, no, so mine useless. was not, no. So mine. I'm wondering, like, how, how you found out about the different programs, how you found out about UArts. Like, I didn't know about literally mine. any school outside of being on Tallahassee. Right. Oh, wow. So, so well, I mean, go ahead, go mine, ahead. I mean, my guidance counselor wasn't great either. A lot of it was literally, we bought that, um, that the book? book. Yeah. The, book, the big book. <laughs> the big book of, Who was of it? college. Yeah, yeah, It's like yeah. colleges to go for. It's, it's like, like colleges to go and it's by state and it's yeah. by, um, like program or And it's major. like a giant telephone book. Yes. With and just a list of numbers of websites and, so, and phone yep. numbers of who and to call. And so we bought that book, yep. and I went to dance, and I was very, and 
Oddly yeah. enough, oddly enough, and I've talked about this before, the only East Coast schools I applied to were NYU and Florida, mm. and it, which is really bizarre because as someone who grew up in New York, in Rockland County, a yeah. big and mm-hmm. really just like southern, like southern New York, like anywhere from like Westchester, Rockland through <laughs> Long Island, like the MO is usually either you go to a SUNY school or you stay somewhere up and down the mm. coast. Yeah. That's usually the <laughs> MO. You went across And the I like, yeah. Mm. We, that was like the MO is like, if you didn't go to a SUNY school, you were either in like Pennsylvania or Delaware or Maryland or like something like that. Right. Mm. But so we bought the book and I looked through and I thought about places I liked. I was like, okay, I have always wanted to go to NYU. So obviously we're going to look at NYU. I was like, um, I Googled, I Googled a lot about Florida. I like, I was like, Florida sounds cool. I Googled a lot. Florida has a really good program. Like University of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, Their where else? Where amazing. else did I look? I love Seattle, so I was like, mm. cool. I'll look at University of Washington because they're they're in Seattle. So there's a lot of that, and then some of it too was just um, states that sounded interesting, mm. and then googling it yeah. and looking, reading about the program, seeing if I think I would like the culture of that state, seeing kind of what the program was ranked, trying to ask around. But it was really like that book and then like kind of like what spoke to me in the book. Yeah. Because mm. so, I, I didn't. I didn't have people who were like my guidance counselor didn't know anything about dance. Didn't really know anything about schools mm. outside of the East Coast. My parents were like obviously tried to help me as much as they could but didn't know either. And like mm-hmm. even my dance teachers growing up they didn't really know. Like So with me is that like so neither one of my parents went to college. So that was the first thing we were like I had some cousins that went to college but I am the only non-athlete. So all my other college cousins went to college on football scholarships. Yeah. So like, audience, if you don't know, if you go on any type of athletic scholarship to a college, they basically put you in the baby basket and carry you everywhere. They do everything for you. Yeah. You don't have to apply for shit. You just sign off and they will do your housing because you're going to, again, you're on a sports schedule. So you're going to be housed with your team. Mm-hmm. You'll probably have your own floor or your own house. Like it, the, they have to control you because they consume so much of your life. They got to put you in specific things. So your meal plans, everything is taken care of. So on top of my cousins, that's also my sister. She went to college for basketball. Right. So all of that was taken care of. So you get to me and my parents are like, we don't know what to do. So we, we got the giant book and we mm-hmm. were looking through things. And I went to my high school director and she goes, you have all these contacts. Use people in our program. So I found about you arts by a friend, good old Bradley Greer, who's currently on tour with Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Um, he he got into you arts and it was like his birthday right around. So we wanted to pop over. We were doing our New York trip and they were like, my high school director was like, well, if you want to audition for UArts, we were all going to try to go see Brad anyway for his birthday. Like, mm-hmm. go. So literally, me, Elise, we took the bus over to Philadelphia to audition, hang out with Brad, and then I flew back from uh, Philadelphia to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's... I found out from people in my department. Like, my guidance counselors were completely useless. Um, very sweet. But, like, they just... Like I said, we we... Kind of does my high school department. We were a really, really strong theater department, so we were win- we were winning first place when our sports teams weren't. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of left us to our own devices because we were fine. Yeah. And so at college, they just didn't have much to offer me. And again, the same thing. The only kind of hesitant were my parents were like, "You're gonna, it's gonna have to be scholarships and loans." So 
keep that in mind. And then they were like, I don't know about you going too far away. That kind of freaks us out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I end up moving to a whole other state and going to, I think JU, my college I went to might be more expensive than UArts. Mm-hmm. Don't know. But so yeah. all the things they warned me about kind of threw out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about you? What was your... Um, I had, uh, I specifically wanted to go to the University of Tampa because I had done the Florida Theater, uh, Florida Thespian competitions in high yeah. school. And like it's, um, I don't know if it's still this way, but like every year like the state uh, finals is in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just really love the city. I love it might that. might be in Lakeland was- now. Lakeland. I think Lakeland. Yes. I think they moved because Lakeland, Lakeland just has a great, a giant, empty convention center. Yes. So I think they might. They do something Lakeland. in Lakeland, but there is something else that is in Tampa as okay. well, or at least that's the way it was. Because I remember when we did go to Lakeland for one thing, but then like the next step was Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that it was super far away from my hometown, but still in Florida. So I knew I would get pretty much a full ride almost. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Uh. But my mother actually, uh, the master manipulator that she is, I, I get it from the best. <laughs> um, she did not tell me that I got accepted into the school, and she actually applied for me to go to JU. I remember oh, I went to Jacksonville because she was working between our hometown, Pensacola, and Jacksonville. Um, and I remember one time I, she forced me to go with her to Jacksonville to uh, view the campus at UNF. It's just like, well, they have a theater program. University of North Florida. Florida. Oh, University of North Florida. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, I was such a brat. I remember like literally not getting out the car there. She <laughs> took the campus tour. Um, and uh, she basically applied for me there. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to go to University of Tampa. I know I'm going to get in. My grades were fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I would probably get scholarships mm-hmm. and... Uh, but yeah, she just didn't tell me. And then it was like two weeks before classes started at JU. She was like, um, so we ain't heard from that other school you wanted to go to, but you got accepted into here. So uh, you just going to go here. And I was like, oh, if it gets God. me away from you. So that's oh, what that's I did. Crazy. And then like literally oh three crazy. weeks into the semester, after I had already auditioned for the shows and gotten into them, right. and like... <laughs> <laughs> Everything was set like I was settling in. My dad called me was like, I was listening to the voicemail and uh University of Temple had been calling about, you know, setting up your financial aid and stuff wow. like that. I didn't speak no. to my mother for a good four months. And by that time she had moved to Jacksonville. So I I had already wow. like peaked the game. She, wow. <laughs> she had played and the oh way she got me. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. But looking know. back on it, looking back on it, it's you know, the Lord worked it out. Mm-hmm. I'm where I am today because of her manipulation. Um, and I, I had like had already thought, oh, well, I'll just transfer. But at that point, you know, you're already kind of... By the time I had started doing shows and everything, and actually uh, the my second semester, I was like, well, let me look at University of Tampa again and mm-hmm. see if that's actually something that I want to do. Um, it just didn't feel... I didn't feel like uprooting my life and like yeah. relearning well, the system. And I do want I do want to kind of mention on this, stuff. but I want to talk about it and then we can talk about it further as we talk about kind of like good things once you've kind of gotten into your apartment. But transferring, mm-hmm. I thought about transferring from my college department because I was very unhappy with how things were ran. And then the person that was like the main reason I wanted to transfer. Mm-hmm. 
sat down with me. So I got into another school and I actually had a full ride to Liberty University. Mm. And Liberty, Liberty University is one of the top Christian colleges in the country mm. and they are extremely conservative. And you go, you like, you have to go to church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. This didn't completely bother me because I grew up in the church and my sister went to, which one was the Christian one? (laughs) She went, my sister went to three different colleges. Um, But one, like one of them, she had to go to church services and Mm -hmm. she was like, it's not that big of a deal. So I wasn't particularly bothered by that. But sitting down with the, the person that was like the catalyst for making you want to transfer, he was like, I don't know why you're leaving us, but... I'm going to tell you what I know about this school so you can make an informed decision and I will let you talk to friends that have taught there mm-hmm. so you know what you're getting. And it was literally, it was the setup, because like I said, they do six musicals a year. Mm-hmm. Like it is a great, it is a great setup to be a performer, to be in the arts, but the the vibe, the environment, I would have absolutely hated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to our listeners, I would say trans. Think hard about transferring. Not all credits transfer with you. No. You start over. That is the one thing that I have heard, because a lot of people that went to the college that me and Clinton went to, is they would transfer in after getting their associates, and they would just be like, it's so different, and it's so hard to not retake stuff I've already taken, or, Mm -hmm. like, it can be, transferring can be very difficult, so I just, I would always put that caution to you that, like, transferring should never be the plan. Yeah. No, it should all it should be an option, but never the plan. And I also think that because um, I've had people ask me like, "Oh, okay, so like you went to CU, but why didn't you decide once you learned more about other programs to go back to the East Coast or go to like a couple people being like, I didn't really know about U Arts, and then I end mm-hmm. up having some people I knew that went there. People are like, "Why don't you just try to transfer to U U Arts?" And it's something I always think about, and I'm like, honestly, like. I never thought, like, people would ask me, but I never sat down and was like, I'm unhappy, I want to transfer. Mm -hmm. Of course, there were things in the department I didn't love the way that they were ran. Every college But that's going to be every college program. That's going to be every job you do as an adult. You're Mm -hmm. never going to be 110% happy. It's just not that, like, there's always stuff going on. And so I'm a big person where, like, if you literally are not like, I hate it here, I need to go, then maybe don't go. Because you might have a really bad semester and you Mm -hmm. might have a really bad couple of few weeks, but you will have to start over. And I think that if I should have transferred, the overwhelming need to have left would have happened and I would have done it then. Oh, yeah. But if you don't have that, then maybe it's not. And everyone's different, you know. But I think that like, like I remember when my sister went to college and she is not in the arts at all, but she had never been away from home before and she went at this point Mm. my parents were living in Colorado and she decided to go to San Diego she'd never been away from home before she like never did summer camp Mm. you know Mm. any anything like that and um she was far away and she was in a new environment and she didn't know anyone and she completely freaked out and for weeks she was like I'm gonna transfer I'm gonna transfer I'm just gonna transfer to see you I'm gonna go to see you I'm gonna transfer I'm gonna transfer I'm gonna transfer And as kind of my dad was like, you just, my mom was like, just give it a try. At the end of the semester, if you're super unhappy, we can look at transferring. And as she just slowly started giving it a try, she was actually was like, I don't want to transfer. And she actually loved it. And Mm. some of her best friends there. So sometimes you also need a couple weeks to just like ease in. It's a new, brand new life experience. Yes. And that's also, which is segueing into like performing and being in colleges. 
college programs are so different from any studio or high school program you are in. No matter which ones you are, they're just different. They're set up differently because you're all adults. And that is, I think that is something you have to take into account because I had, there was a girl that entered our dance. She was there. Yeah. She started the dance program the same time as me but she was a year older. So she Mm -hmm. transferred in from some, I think a community college. And so she was coming in as a sophomore. She had enough credits to be a sophomore, but she felt like the professors weren't challenging her enough and she was ready to move to New York. Mm. So I remember her name, her name was Molly. And she literally like was rude to every single professor. And then I watched as all the professors kind of got that, well, you do what you think is best. Okay. Like they stopped arguing. Like after they realized that like, this is not something this ain't worth it. They kind of backed up. I was like, do what you think is best. She finished fall semester and then she transferred. And then she tried to come back and they said no. Yeah. Because she got to New York and it was kicking her ass. Yep. Like the audition hustle, not having enough training in certain styles. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it really all bit her in the butt. And they were just like, no, you said we weren't right for you. So like you fly and be free. Right. You know? And I think part of it is also making you have to have in your mindset to make the most out of any situation. Yes. Because, like, yes. I know for us, our curriculum changed every single year. It was tough um, for a lot of people to graduate and it screwed over a lot of people. Me. Because... Um, just sorry, when you mentioned that, so to the theater track that I was on, I started as a music theater major, took too many music classes, switched to a theater major, but then they still wanted me to take certain classes that I couldn't and then I, they had to fit in my dance minor like, Every year, our ca- our curriculum changed. Every year, Every and especially year. when you're doing interdisciplinary, like Tony did, like mm-hmm. trying to match those three different departments. Um, and some semesters they didn't like each other. Yeah. Oh yes. There were That's some semesters where they, I would literally go, "Why do you have so many dance classes?" Because I need them for my minor. Yeah. Well, you know you have to be in the theater show. Yes, I know I have to be in the theater show. You know you have to do this concert. Yes, I know. I'm aware. I just need y'all to pick dates so I can tell who I can tell who I need to disappoint now and make that better because y'all yeah. are not talking to each other. And and it makes it especially because our our departments were uh, on a scale small because like we had yes. uh, one primary um, acting teacher who mm-hmm. also taught directing and things of that nature. And for me, my focus um, was I wanted a theater arts degree. I didn't want to, the way a BFA program was set up was like, you either did technical or you did performing. Performing. Yes. And because yeah. my larger aspiration is to produce, I wanted a well-rounded um, goal. So that, um, so while the curriculum changes uh, messed up a lot of people, I actually was able to use that in my favor mm. in sculpting the way that I wanted my degree to be formulated because Anytime they're like, oh, well, we don't offer this class anymore on the track that you're on. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take this class then. And you're mm-hmm. going to have to use so that then, uh, yeah. because that's your fault. And so I was able to really tailor make my nice. um, degree. That's not the case for everybody. That's not the case for every place as well. Yes. Um, but it's one of the benefits of why I stayed where I was at. Um, and also just learning. Um, I think that's a good life lesson in in general, is to learn how to make the best of any situation because um, no offense to our um, teachers at our school, but um, one of our teachers, her classes weren't the bee's knees. I learned mm-hmm. so much more from 
uh, assisting her as a stage manager or as a director. Oh, yes. Far more than I did in her acting classes or even acting in production. Talking that with her, doing smoke breaks. In. Literally. Is where I learned yeah. so Ooh, much from this So woman. much. So I was like, so much. you aren't awful. You just don't know how to communicate. Right. Yes. It's you like, just can't teach me. So you just yeah. can't teach. Yeah. She can't teach can't but Wonderful actress herself. Actually, no yes. skill, technique. But like, uh, you can nature. learn so much from her by just yes. having like a conversation. And, mm-hmm. the, and but that to me is why I say college is so different. Because a lot of the like career advice came from talking with professors and being like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. And I would, they would just like, the, the beauty, so me... Me and Clinton went to a small private college. Yeah. So, like, I still have professors' phone numbers right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but the beauty of that, for me, being in a smaller program, is that I came from a massive high school. I had a massive program. I wanted small. So, I will yeah. say that. I knew that I wanted small um, because I like that one-on-one connections where, like, it wasn't like, Tony, it's not like number 437, you're messing up. That's why you're not getting in any shows. Right. It's mm-hmm. like... Tony, we not casting you because of this, or Tony, you you right. didn't you didn't make this dance piece mm-hmm. because of this, right? And that was like, oh, okay, like so that end of the year review that I had to do in every department, theater, mm-hmm. dance, and music, they were one on one conversations with me with people that saw me every day, yes. And that is the one thing I can say that I I would say to our our listeners as well. That matters. Going to a big program may be what you want. Going to a small program may be what you want. Going to a mid size may be what you want mm-hmm. because. The interaction is different. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I never had to deal with TAs mm-hmm. in college. It was mm-hmm. my professor. Some people, you deal with TA. You never, even in my academic classes, I wasn't dealing with a TA. I was talking to the professor. Yeah. You know, and so some people are okay with that. Some people want that giant program where you can kind of get lost in the school. I don't, I, I had a high school like that. Where yeah. it was just massive. You got to you have to, you definitely have to find what feels right for you. That was one of my things too. So I went to a, t- I went opposite. I went to a tiny high school, tiny. And so I knew that I wanted to go to a bigger school. <laughs> you went to see it, so yeah. And then while my program was still pretty small, while I think in my graduating class of dance, whether it be BA or BFA, I think there was maybe like 20, definitely no more than 30 of us tops, probably somewhere closer between 20 and 25. And then BFAs, which I was a BFA, there was only four of us. Mm -hmm. Um, So my program, again, same thing. Saw all my professors every single day, multiple times a week, one-on-one conversations, like really personal, which was great. But I got the experience of being at a larger university and doing those larger university things that Mm. for me, I needed and I wanted because I did go to a tiny little high school and it was time for a change. So it's also about knowing, like choosing the right program, like, while say that a program is ranked number one in the country, if that program is not right for you, you're not going to succeed in it. Prime and that example, doesn't matter. The Elon University, Elon, and there's another big school, Ball State University, have mm. wonderful music theater programs, wonderful yeah. dance programs, wonderful yep. theater programs. If you look in, go check them out. However, they are in small, 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 small towns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Elon is South, is South Carolina? North, 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 North Carolina. Carolina is North Carolina. Carolina. But like, the town that is, Elon is the whole town. Right, right, Ball right. State is in Indiana and I actually had a friend go to Ball State and he was like, There's Ball State is there. the whole town. That's all it is, yeah. And so, I actually had a student of mine get into Elon and she's like, I'm gonna love it. And I was like, Fake name, Sarah. Sarah, you're gonna hate it. Yeah. Why? You grew, You are a New York City kid. 
you spend your summers in London and running running around London and running around New York City. You love the city so much. Girl, you about to go to farms and cows. You yeah. not ready for Elon. That she got down there, was miserable and transferred. Yeah. That was my it that was so my other thing is like I went to a small high school, so I wanted a bigger university at whole. I wanted to do the whole stereotypical university. Football games. Football games. Yeah, I, had that I in wanted high to do that, I was sure, right? But I also, as somebody who grew up thirty minutes outside of midtown Manhattan, I couldn't be in the middle of nowhere. So mm. I went and I looked at UConn, I remember, because UConn actually, mm. at least at the time, had a really good dance program. UConn is the town. Like, same yeah. type of thing. UConn is the town. There is nothing around it for miles and miles uh, and University miles. of Connecticut. Yes. And I could not go to a place like that. Yeah. I just would not survive in a place like that. Even Penn State is in the middle of nowhere. It is. Penn it State is... is all that the town has, basically. Mm. So I knew I also needed a, a, school, a school that was going to be in a big town or in a city where I could go out and I could go to restaurants and bars and shop mm-hmm. and theater and just stuff that wasn't only about the university. And it's, I know But it's, that's me. But I think Everyone's it's something to take different. into account as of like the, the big problem, particularly when you're in... The thing that makes college so exciting or any training program after 18 so exciting is that for me, I no longer have to be a, a, a academic student. Because yeah. I've always liked school, but like the idea that I could act and sing and dance every day was so ex- exciting for me yeah. that I, I negated some of the things that just make Tony, Tony. Mm. And I think that is the thing that I would encourage anyone that's when you're choosing a, choosing a program is to focus on... You as a person, like I said, I yeah. had, I went to football games. That was high school, you know. Right. Like I just, that's what I grew up with. So I I wasn't missing it. I think my entire college career, I went to maybe four basketball games, mm. and that's mostly because friends dragged me. Right. And I went to like two, two or three. I probably went. That's bad. I probably went to more football and soccer games just because I I don't mind being outside. Right. And then like the football and soccer stadium was like right near the dorms, near the apartments, senior year, junior, senior. So I was like, I could walk across there on my way to my room. So like that made it a little bit more accessible. So I kind of went, but like I had that experience. So it wasn't, it wasn't as important to me. And that's, that's what I think the big thing is like along with choosing the program that's right for you and choosing a good program, the whole experience has to be what's best for you. Mm -hmm. Because you could sit there and be like, oh, well, if I transfer, I can go to, I can transfer into a better, quote unquote, better program, but mm. then you might hate it. And Grass you're not going to get, greener. and you're not, if you don't like the program you're in, you're not going to get out of it what you should be getting out of oh, it. Oh, yeah. And so this, we have to talk about it. Red flags for a department. When you're auditioning for a department mm-hmm. or when you're in a department. And I was, we're going to stick it to college, but I say the, some of these red flags continue on when you're accepting jobs in the professional world as well, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um and the big thing for me is the atmosphere of when you first walk into a space. If I walk into a theater space, rehearsal rooms, dance studios, and there's just general tension, I don't want to be there. I, mm-hmm. I think that to me is a big red flag because I'm, I'm very susceptible to just energies and vibes and spaces that I'm in. And so if I'm walking into a space and there's natural tension, I instantly go, um, I don't want to stay long. I don't want to yeah. stay anywhere long where there's tension in the air. Um, and 
I luckily, I will say my department that we would have moments like that, but they never lasted long. Anybody that was feuding would separate very quickly. Mm-hmm. And that I did, I did appreciate about our department. Yeah, I would say that along with that, um, you know, hearing about any kind of cattiness and that type of behavior, of course, it can happen anywhere. And yeah, there were definitely moments where it happened in our department, but it was the same type of thing where I think everyone just was like, cool, like we're not getting along. We're just going to separate from each other and just not speak to each other during classes. But no one was rude to each other. You just kind of, one was on one side of the room, the other was on the other side of the room. And you took class, and that was that. Yeah. Um, and I think that my department was good about making sure that, in general, as much as they could, everyone got along, and there wasn't any, like, cattiness about being cast in pieces mm. or, um, like, I'm better than you, look what I can do. Like, that didn't really exist in my department, and um, I've heard firsthand, you know, it, it's existed in others. There's a girl I was pretty good friends with in college who transferred in, um my sophomore year so she again should have been a sophomore my sophomore year but started over as a freshman um and she said that the school she went to which was a private um performing arts heavy mostly only known for their performing arts school in pennsylvania she was like it was just full of competition and cattiness and Mm -hmm. the professors tried to pin you against each other and she was like and i can't Mm -hmm. so i think that that's a, a big red flag that's not an environment anyone should need to have to be in. Yeah. I think you have to also pay attention to um, the students that are already currently there. Like, you Mm -hmm. had the, um, Danielle had the blessing of actually going and taking class and seeing Mm -hmm. uh, the universe. I didn't have that. And then when I got to school... All my audition classes um, were people auditioning for the school. We never got to take class with already students, which I wish I would have done. And it's important to get their perspective. But I think it's also a simple question of, like, what is the actual graduate rate for, yes. for your college. Success rate of your graduates. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, each school is going to be different. Our My graduating class is like, we have people all over. A lot of people are no longer in the business. Oh, yes. Um, but, like, just knowing how many people graduate because the people that I started with and the people that I graduated with. Ooh, totally different people. Mm. Totally just, different people. It, it was, it's amazing what the turnover rate was at our school. Yeah. Um, and that would have been a major red flag had I known to ask that question ahead of time. And also just, like, the the curriculum, a lot of that had to do with curriculum. Our curriculum, yeah. Honestly, uh, changing so much and people just weren't able to get the class that they needed to graduate, so they changed programs. And, and um, the, or, or the drawback of, of being a small program yeah. is that, like, if we lost an adjunct professor, we lost someone that could teach five classes that we need on right. that curriculum. Right. So, and the new adjunct professor, because we had that, we had one that. that could do music theater, and she's a lovely director, uh, could do music theater, stage combat, stage yeah. movement. Like, she had all these great, wish she could have stayed, mm-hmm. but she had the chance to go tenure at another school, so she peaced out. Right. And the adjunct they brought in could not cover up half the stuff she did. Right. So the curriculum was forced to change, which again, affected people. screw over a lot of people, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think that that's a big one. Um, I would, all, another red flag for me, for me is how your department interacts with the with other departments mm-hmm. um and i like i said i was interdisciplinary and it was a struggle but not just within your own college of fine arts with other departments right one thing i can say about our, our departments we never had a problem with any other college 
mm-hmm. business, communication, nursing. They all liked us the minute we said we were, yeah, I'm in the College I of Fine Arts. They'd be like, oh, so you only half care about this class. And I was like, that's not true, mm-hmm. but it's accurate. Yeah, I don't, you know? think we, I don't think we had that problem either. Like, we actually had, as a BFA, we had to do a couple of classes with um, the College of, of Film and a bunch of the film students. Yeah, we had to audition do those in, in a, interdisciplinary projects we had to do with them I remember as BFAs and so we had a good really good relationship with them I remember we had an extremely strong relationship with the College of Music I assistant choreographed a show for them um like there's like you know lots of stuff but I'm trying to think yeah I don't think there was any like ill will feelings or bad talk about you know the (laughs) department of dance with any other departments, which I think is, yeah, is really smart because if other departments are talking, if the school of business is talking about some weird shady shit that's going on in the, you know, college of fine arts or department of dance, that's, Georgia, that should be a really big There was a school flag. of college in Georgia, a really well-known university in Georgia that had that exact problem where business and theater did not get along. And, and like, it but constantly you, created problems and for it's so, each, that, each that's other's that's department. very interesting, too, because in many most colleges those two departments don't interact so what mm-hmm. how there's like there's clearly right. something and, bad. and that, just like i said just it's one of those things of like you have to realize what college that you are living in this space you're living in this bubble for four years sometimes longer than four years you have to be aware of that environment and understand what you're walking into and what you can control what you can't control and it's something as simple as like i i trained in the south and then i moved to the north so warming up, I like have to warm up a lot still when it's winter time here in New York because my body was just never trained for that. And you get, I, you know, it's all, we went through this a couple times because I had friends that were RAs where performing arts majors would be like c- complaining about the noise or being like, mm-hmm. things are too loud. And I'm like, you're an artist that says you want to move to New York City. As someone that lives here now, it ain't never quiet. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I would, it'll always be so funny to me. Again, know yourself as well as the environments that like, if you know you're not a city person, don't you go can't, to a school in the city. You yeah. can't go to a school in the city. You know, if you're that person that like you need to be able to sit in your car before you interact with people, that ain't a thing that's happening. And, yeah. Well, most colleges get iffy about student first years having cars anyway, but like, yeah. it's one of those things that like you just have to be aware of those things because I will say college is it's 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 a fire. Like I said, it's going to burn away a lot of bad habits, mm-hmm. make you realize what annoys you, and it. As an artist, it will push you to extreme limits that you never thought you were gonna have to go to. You know. Yeah, I also want to bring up though on the flat on the flip side, looking for red flags and knowing yourself and what you want in a program. Because unfortunately, we've talked about this before. There are programs out there that teach bad habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you? And are you able to recognize if you're in a position where you realize this is not how the real world works? But I know that I have to do it for my program. But I'm aware that when I go into the real world, I cannot act like this or do this. The thing, well, to that, because I've had that very same issue with several students that have moved to New York City, graduated, moved to New York City, and they're like, I'm learning so much more. Why didn't I learn this at the beginning? Don't, don't let school get in the way of your education, Yeah, is mm-hmm. what I say to that. And to be, I think you're right. You had a, you, the best advice I can give you is to make friends with professionals in that industry. And I think for me as a teacher, I think this is what I often bring to the to the table as a teacher is that granted there are some times where I, I teach too much. I'm still a working professional. 
-hmm. You know, so like I'm still in the industry with people auditioning, doing workshops, doing shows and things like that. And so you need to talk to those people because they can give you discernment about being like, yeah, you're you're getting cast as this, you know, but you're not going to be the lead in Romeo and Juliet when Mm -hmm. you graduate. That ain't your body type or, you know, character actors. I always feel bad for them. You end up playing somebody's mama and grandma all through, you know, until you're 18. And then you get to the real world and they go, no, we can just hire your grandma. She's still mm-hmm. acting. Right. She got several Tony Awards. You know, like, so, you know, it or the same thing when it comes to dance, you know, or learning your body type. You know, it's always so, I always feel bad for certain dancers when they learn that their body is never going to be prima ballerina size. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, slimmer bodies and they've always dreamed about being a prima ballerina. And then they get to their early 20s and they start getting butt, boobs, and hips. You can't change your body, you know, so that dream changes, you know, and so it's one of those things that you kind of have to be prepared for that as you do reach that college age, as you you know, as you just learn and grow, you know, and realize that the real world, what happened, college is not the real world. Yeah. Closer. Yes. But college is not the real world. Sure. It's not the real world is what I would definitely say. Yeah. So one last thing as we go around, what would you say to someone that's about to graduate high school and start college? And then what would you say to someone that's about to graduate and enter the performing arts? Hmm. Yeah, this is a tough Mm -hmm. one, I know. I think for someone who's graduating high school and going to college, I would say that um, you're going to have to push yourself and you're going to have to, what is it that you want and kind of figure out what is it that you want and get it for yourself through taking your classes and performing and creating and all of that, but you're going to have to kind of create your experience for yourself as someone that did have to do that, as someone that said, nope, I don't want to do a modern piece. I want to do a jazz piece. This is why I want to do a jazz piece. But there's going to be people there who want you to succeed and will help you and all that, but it's going to be a lot of, like, you have to push yourself and you have to, like, make your own path and you can't just rely on the classes to do that. Mm-hmm. that's what I would say. Um, keep an open mind, learn, listen, have fun, but like push yourself. But then also a person entering the professional world, I would say, remember that, you know, especially if you're trying to go audition, like everyone's been the best of the best for the past four years or however mm-hmm. many years. And so to be humble, yes. you know, recognize how good you are and be like, yeah, I'm really good at what I do. And like, that's really freaking awesome. But just be humble and, like, treat it as a learning experience. And um, the real world is going to be different. So to just, like, really listen to the people around you and observe what's happening. And not to get stuck in a, but I've always been the lead for the past four years, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I would say um, for both, actually, is to uh, remember to stay true to who you are. Mm -hmm but grow throughout every experience that you mm-hmm. have because yes you're you're learning a lot in college but if you're not taking care of yourself as a person if you're not growing as a person yeah, who definitely. you are spiritually physically mentally whatever that may be for you whatever that looks like for you if you're not um understanding of who you are as a person and where you're at in that space and time you're not going to a be able to make the most out of the situation that you're mm-hmm. in and b grow into your full capacity as an artist. And I think that growth continues through college, but also has to continue outside of college Mm -hmm. when you're going into the real world because those shifts, 
um, in age, those shifts Ooh. in mm-hmm. finances, those shifts in just life in general are big right. major shifts. And um, you don't want to lose yourself, but understand that yourself changes and grows uh, depending on where yeah. you're at and your environment. And I think that's, um, I, I wish someone had told me that because I did a lot of things outside of college that I never would have done. I did a lot of things in college that I never would have and should have done um, that just weren't true to me as a person. Um, but I'm grateful for those experiences because I am now able to recognize as a 30-year-old that 20-year-old Clinton did not have all the answers like he thought he did. And, I, and that, that teacher did have to tell me that I was, you know, being a bitch and, that's yeah. it. and needed yeah. to get it together. Um, and, and those pivotal moments because I had an open spirit to learning and to mm-hmm. growing and to um, finding myself um, and accepting myself and where I was, I was able to, I think, grow to where I am now. Yeah. And understand that where you are now is not where you will be. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, for me, I think kind of along the lines of what yeah. Murphy said, the big, my sister recently told me this and shared some stuff about this. It's like, it's only a chapter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High school college the beginning of your career it's only a chapter mm-hmm. and i i i caution you because i was always that person that like i i becoming an adult was such a huge shift for me because i always put a lot of faith in the adults around me mm-hmm. that like realizing that adults are just as flawed as everybody else mm-hmm. um re- really it rocked my world like i had i remember one of my college professors being like I, I was upset that the, the person that made me want to transfer, I was like ranting and raving about him. And I had a professor goes, but like, why do you expect for him to just come out and tell you that he doesn't like you? And I was like, because if he says he doesn't like me, I can deal with it better. She goes, that's not how life works. Mm-hmm. She's like, why do you think he's any different than us? And I, you know, and I was like, because he's like, could have kids. He has a job, blah, blah. And she goes, Tony, right now you could have kids. You could have a yeah. job. I had a job at the time. She's mm-hmm. like, you could have kids. Like there's nothing distinguishing you from your professors other than a degree. So don't always expect for them to be perfect. Yeah. And I say that to to high school going to college. Don't expect your professors to be perfect, you know? But also in the professional world, you... All that glitters is not gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, it ain't always greener on the other side. Accept the, accept the world for what it is and realize how you can change it without hurting yourself in the process. Yeah. Is what I would say because I'm... I, professionally I've grown and taken gigs that I would have never that 18 year old me would have been like that's stupid why are you taking that but I've had some of the most fun in my life on certain gigs you know that way yeah so it's one of those things I definitely would say reach out and accept people for who they are accept departments for what they are accept gigs for what they are be it good or bad and then adjust accordingly and realize what space you need to be in and what space you don't need to be in yeah you know no, I, I agree, and I think you guys brought up some, some like, really um, good points of, yeah, like, in realizing that, like, you don't need to be perfect, and it is okay if things don't go according to your oh, yeah. plan that you've had in your head. I went into college being like, I'm going to leave college, and I'm going to go perform, and I'm going to, you know, be on Broadway, and I started college, and I was like, well, I want to choreograph. I left college saying I will never teach, and now I'm... <laughs> a full-time teacher so those are just like very minute examples too of like 
how much you will grow and you will change. And or, I think if you sit there and you're like, but in my head, the plan is this. By the time I'm 25, my life is supposed to look mm, this way. Mm. Let me tell you something. I just turned 30 this year and I am only now being like, okay, now I'm an adult. Yes. <laughs> like yes. your 20s are, you're not an adult. Or I just recently, so uh, the Cher show on Broadway, I was recently watching an interview with the youngest Cher, who is 19. And when she was auditioning, she got to her final call back and she was like, I'm starting college in three days. I, I You need to tell me something because either I'm going to go to college or I'm right. going to do the share show. Right. And of course, she booked it and is having a wonderful time. But she's 19, living in the city with her mom, doing the share show. And she, you know, and they asked her, it's like, oh, do you want to go to college? She goes, yes, I want to go to college, you know, whenever, whenever this done or whenever. She's like, but... My life has completely changed. She's like, had you asked me before the show, before the show, show, what I was going to college for? She's like, I was going to be an empty, you know, an empty a music theater major at. She listed two or three colleges. She's like, but now she's like, after being on Broadway at nineteen and seeing what this industry is, I'll take performing arts classes. But I don't think anyone, I don't think a college professor is going to be able to give me what I, what I, what I'm learning on the job training now. Right. I might go to college for women's studies. You know, she's yeah. like, and I was, I was like, first of all, yes, women's studies. But she was just like, the idea that like, teenage, like child me not going to college for MT would have never happened. But she's right. like, also, I never thought I would be 19 and on Broadway. You know, or she was right. like, I thought I would be able to go on Broadway and go and party. She's like, I spend my mornings icing my ankles because I spend my nights dancing in yeah. stilettos. And it's also okay you know? to like, so, and on that the term, dream changes, yeah, it evolves, it grows. On that with terms you. too, like. We were mentioning before, okay, so you went to you went to college for MT or music or theater or drama or dance and you left college and maybe you gave it a go. Maybe you said the second you left college, I don't want to give it a go and you're not in the industry anymore. That's okay too. That yeah. does not make you a failure mm. because you have changed your path in any which way, even if you are completely out of the industry. Because any everything you learned in those classes, you learned with your degree, helped you to become the person you are today. Oh yeah, and, and it that's changes. all that. Like matters. it's so funny. To you, my degree is I have a bachelor's in uh, bachelor's in fine arts in theater performance. I did tons of tech theater while I was in college, and currently, other than like performing on stage, the most way I pay my bills is dancing. Yeah, I have a minor in dance. That's not even like my main go to thing, but like I. I should apply to more theater jobs when I think about it. But I don't. I, like, all my stuff is always, right. like, as a choreographer, as a dancer. So it's so forgive yourself for learning and growing. And, yeah. it's a, you know, it's okay to, to disappoint 14-year-old you. 14-year-old yeah. yeah. you never had to pay rent in New York City. Yeah. yeah. You know? So that that's what I say to that. Because I'm with you. There are some people that can't do the, you know, I spent two, three years of my life living out of a suitcase, moving from contract to contract. Some people can't do that. Some people need a different stability. And, I, and you have to learn that about yourself. Or you're not just going to find it overnight. Well, that being said, the curtain has closed in this episode. But we hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. We want to say a special thank you to Clinton Hollander for joining Yay. us. And you're still not going to give that social media. I'm sure you? not. <laughs> um, we want to say a special thank you to our listeners. Our numbers keep growing, and that's all thanks to you. Episodes come out every Tuesday. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. 
Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music are perfect places to do that. You can find us on Facebook at Point Your Toes. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Point PYT. You can email us at PYTNYC29 at gmail.com. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Calantua. See you next week on Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher.